We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode of Inside Golf Podcast is brought to you by rickremka.com. Every single week this fall and winter, we will have articles up on the website. Last week, we dove into the ascent of Victor Hovland, talked about Sam Burns, his fit at Marco Simone, uh, the concerns that I have with the potential burns Scheffler alternate shot pairing. This week, I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into the European side, talk about the Hojgaard Moronk debate, little stuff on Ludwig. So every single week, um, even when there's not a golf tournament, we will be covering some interesting topics on the website. I will have articles up there, rain or shine, golf tournament or not. Of course, we've got the Fortnite coming up next week. So right back into the swing of things very quickly. So head on over to rickrengood.com, promo code Andy. That is the important part if you want to help me out. And we would love to have you as part of the team. All right. Another quick announcement before we get started. Uh, The last two years in NFL, this is an NFL podcast today, by the way, uh, have been a really nice run. And uh, I've been able to generate some content opportunities with the NFL based on the success I've had, mainly just betting against the spread every single week. I've been kind of wishy-washy on it. I wanted to keep all my NFL stuff separate, wanted to kind of keep it as a hobby, you know, focus the majority of my attention on golf. Uh, But I had a new, I have a new golf project for the upcoming year uh, that I was going to do anyway with Tyler Tambolin, Toe Tag and Tambo on Twitter. Uh, If you are a listener of this podcast, I would imagine you are familiar with him. He is kind of hard to miss in the DFS space, someone who I think is doing incredible things, whether it's his tidbits free on Twitter every week, his appearances on the Pat Mayo experience. He's been on this podcast before. He's the co-host of the Fantasy Golf Degenerates with Kenny Kim and, of course, somewhat recent co-founder of Ship It Nation as well. Tambo and I have been talking for a while, uh, and we were always going to collaborate on something, more, more on the golf stuff to come. But for the NFL season... I'm going to be posting all of my plays no longer on Twitter, uh, but in the Ship It Nation Discord. This gives me an outlet to talk 
NFL bets to engage in an active community and hopefully translate a lot of that success that I have had in the NFL over the past two years, be able to contribute to something I'm really excited about and get the opportunity to write and talk more NFL throughout the 2023 season. So for all of my picks, plays, and discussion for the upcoming NFL season, you can find that all on shipitnation.com. And If you sign up right now, I believe in the next couple of days, all the way up to September 11th, using promo code Andy, you will not only receive their best price ever, but we're going to be giving away an extra $200 for all who sign up now with that promo code Andy. All you have to do, type in promo code Andy when you sign up, screenshot that to me on Twitter, ADP Lack Sports, or you can email it to me adplack at gmail.com or send it to Tambo. That's okay too. Uh, but you will be getting all of the premium tools and community with Ship It Nation, all of my NFL picks, plays, and discussion, which will now be exclusive to Ship It Nation subscribers, plus free money. Uh, and me and Tambo as well have got some golf stuff up our sleeves as well. More on that later too. So I'm incredibly excited for this opportunity these past couple of weeks have easily been the most intensely I have researched NFL ever. All of my futures and bets are already up on shipitnation.com. So sign up today, promo code Andy. That is the important part. If you want to be entered into the draw to win the money and get the best price possible before the prices go back up on September 11th, now is the time to do that. Plus, with the season starting on Thursday, you can get all of my win totals plays, futures. A lot of those numbers are still available, but I would act now. So I am incredibly stoked for this. It's been it's been in the works for a while. Pretty selective with the partnerships uh, that I choose, as I'm sure that you can tell from the history of this show. But Tambo is someone I've uh, just really believed in for a while now, and I'm really excited for what we will have in store for you both in football and golf for the upcoming season. So shipitnation.com promo code Andy. All right, coming up on this podcast, my good friend, frequent guest of the program, Joseph LaMagna, Finding the Edge Substack, contributor to the Fried Egg, Optimal Approach Golf, uh, returns to talk through division by division, all of our thoughts on the upcoming NFL season. This was really successful last year. Uh, So we're running it back. Jam-packed episode. And without further ado, let's bring on Joseph. All right. Joseph LaMagna is here. Optimal Approach Golf, contributor to the Fried Egg, frequent guest on this podcast as well. I have brought him in so we can do a full two hours digesting the Ryder Cup selection of Justin Thomas. Now we're going to talk about football. I think we're both a bit worn out on uh, all things golf, at least this week. We were just talking about how it's the first week we haven't had an actual golf tournament uh, since, I guess, December. So I know that both of us have taken the opportunity to dive a bit more into football recently. Um, I did this podcast last year with a different guy, a different NFL handicapper, um, and it had a lot of success in terms of my surprise at, at the Venn diagram of of my golf listeners that also are big NFL betters. Uh, and I know you are as well. So I guess we'll start with 
kind of what's your relationship to the NFL? Cause you, you don't bet golf. That's kind of a conflict of interest for you in some sense, but you, you are an NFL better. Yeah. I mean, I'm still running all my golf models and everything. So I'm, I'm closely monitoring the markets. I'll, I'll put it that way. I mean, I've always bet on a bunch of sports. NFL is probably the one I take the most seriously. Yeah. Like uh, my UFC betting has not been good. It's gotten better, but it's definitely not ahead lifetime. No doubt about that. And I don't, NBA is the other sport that I'm sure is down. NFL, I started betting big on the NFL the 2021 fall mm-hmm. and I got crushed. Like, reevaluating things at the end of the fall, like what went wrong. Um, and then 2022 did a fair amount of research in between 2021 and 2022. And like I crushed in 2022. So bad 2021, really good 2022. And I think the two main things were learning from some of those mistakes, like some of the stuff I was trying out in 2021 clearly wasn't working, but also just being way more selective about what yeah. I bet and actually landing on numbers and being like, all right, staying away, staying away versus in 2021 where I was trying some stuff out. And I think I got a little bit in the mindset of like, yeah, the market's pretty efficient. So if I'm wrong about this angle, like it's not going to cost me that much, but it does like and now I'm way more selective about betting when I think I have an edge. So I, I wouldn't describe myself as an NFL handicapper, um, but I do bet a quite a bit on the NFL and almost all of it is live or like second half bets. I'm pretty rarely putting bets in before the game. Do you create a model for the NFL at all? I pull play by play data and like I I track some numbers, but I don't have some kind of sophisticated model now. Yeah. I started doing one uh, two years ago and I've had a lot of success the last two years. I would not say it's as advanced as my golf model just because I don't know. I don't really have the relationship to the NFL, the to the, I should say the sport of football, the way that I do the sport of golf in the sense that I have literally been swinging a golf club since I was five years old. And it has been like probably the biggest aspect of my life dating back to my days competing as a junior through, you know, this giant constant in my life in 20 years. So I can look at a golf swing or look at a golf course and i have this intrinsic knowledge and understanding of certain things that you're just not going to see in the data as well and combine that with an understanding of analytics and i definitely understand that sport at a level that if i'm watching an nfl game i can't look at the footwork of an offensive lineman or necessarily a defensive scheme although i am getting better at that And say like, okay, you know, this blocking technique of this left guard is really something special. The way that I can look at a specific golf hole and have a deeper understanding of that. With that being said, I have found so much success in the NFL by understanding the the schedule. And I, I really still think that like... We as golfers, NFL betters are like early on the rest stuff and how much the schedule matters. And as soon as I started incorporating, you know, scheduling spots, travel spots, letdown spots, 
what are opportunities where a market is going to be overly high on a team, teams coming off prime time, swapping different time zones. Is this team staying on the West Coast for this? As soon as I started digging into that stuff, tremendous amount of success. And 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 I think that's been what's been fun about NFL for me is that like I've actually had more success just on a pure units basis in NFL over golf over the last two years by fairly healthy margin. I'm not sure that's sustainable just by really understanding line movement, when to bet the NFL over the course of the week and the schedule. That's kind of it. Well, for schedule... NBA, that's another sport where it's just absolutely huge. Like if you're not paying, it's yeah. huge. Um, so yeah, I I could lose money this year betting on the NFL. Like I don't take some of the things I say as gospel. Like I've watched it really closely. I, I think of how many primetime games are in NFL season. There's, I mean, 18 Ooh. weeks, three games a week, plus the playoffs. What is that? Like 80 games, something like that. Yes. I probably watch like 55 or 60 of them. Like, I mean, I watch a lot and I bet it a bunch of the games but i'm not gonna tell you that like i'm following all of the off-season stuff and the minutiae and this right guard is was a little banged up last year and he's being replaced by this rookie out of georgia that's really good like i'm not following it at that level of detail so you can people can discount or uh take what i say as gospel you can either way I, i'm making no promises here and i'm still trying to decide if during the year if i want to put out bets on twitter like it's such a dangerous game because you could put out 10 bets and six of them could hit and four people or, or somebody could have only taken four of them and go you know two and two and lose money and and think you're an idiot like i don't know how i'm going to handle that so if there's any feedback on if people want the the live bets or the second half bets i'm happy to put them out or i'll just keep them to myself i, I don't really care Here's it's just kind I'll of a dangerous game it is a dangerous game. Here's what I'll say on that um, quickly, and then we're going to get into the divisions. This is the first year where I'm not going to... I'm going to be putting my NFL plays in a Discord that I'm a part of. Um, now, the only reason why I'm doing that this year is... So for the past two years, I've put my NFL plays on Twitter, and I never had any interest in making money off of my NFL picks. I have no interest in selling my picks either. And trust me, just because they're in a discord. Yep. You can sign up with my promo code. That's great. I'm I'm really not making that much money off of it or consider myself pick seller. It's, it's more about the discussion. What started happening with me with NFL is my NFL's picks started doing better than my golf picks. So people started like expecting the picks out at a certain time and sending me a bunch of DMs and starting to try and have football conversations with something that I just didn't have the ability to commit the time to. And you're right. When you get something wrong, it's like you're putting out this information for free. No one's hacking into your sports booking account and telling you to place these bets. So I'm doing it for the first time this season is like, listen, I'm going to be partnering with this company. I'm going to put my NFL plays in this discord. If you want to talk NFL with me, we can do it in this discord. But I, if you want my personal experience, I haven't seen a ton of upside. I mean, unless you want like 
if you do well, you'll get more followers. I, I've never, I don't really probably take you as the type of person where you care about that though. So outside of the potential that you could grow your following, if you get hot, my personal experience has been, I guess it depends what you're looking for, but but I don't I don't see a tremendous amount of value in it. Especially if you're not like, especially if your mindset isn't, I want to do well and then have a company pick me up and pay me to no, 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 about no, 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 this. No, 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 Which no, no, exactly. No. And it's like if that's not your mindset, then I I don't I I don't see a ton of upside. I think it's just fun to be like Packers plus six for the second half and then get some hate and then like when it wins dunk on people like i find that twitter experience to be pretty fun so i think that's part of the temptation is that it's just fun to have those conversations on twitter and then you see somebody else who's with you and then you start to learn like okay i think this person's pretty sharp and like this random person i didn't know that i think that would be fun but i do feel like uh, some level of personal responsibility for when you put a pick out and then some stranger loses 300 dollars on my bet like i don't want to wake up the next day thinking about that so i don't know We'll we'll see how it goes. I may end up doing it, but nobody can be mad when it loses. There's no guarantees here. Um, let's talk about these divisions. Let's run through these. So the way that we're going to do this is, you know, we're not going to spend a massive amount of time on every team, but I'm going to go through the divisions, and we're going to say if we have a futures bet on any of these teams in the division, or if we have some sort of strong opinion or take that we want to give out on any of the teams in the division. We'll start with the AFC East. Just to give the division odds, the Bills are plus 120, Jets plus 250, Dolphins plus 290, Patriots 8 to 1. I also have like, I can easily access their win totals and Super Bowl odds. So let me know, Joseph, if you have any questions on that stuff too. I have it all up. But is there anything in the AFC East that that you've made a play on? So, spoiler, I've only made three bets total, futures bets, and that's kind of what I was alluding to earlier. I'm way more selective now than I used to be. I don't have any bets here. The only one that I want to dig into a little bit more that has my attention is probably the Dolphins uh, win total to under. Nine and Ooh, a half. I'm pretty I high wanna, on I'm pretty high on the Dolphins. So this well is, then maybe maybe you can talk me out of it. I think a, a big a huge thing for me is quarterback mobility, and I've written about this, but it's such a valuable skill that I it's really hard for me when a team doesn't have a mobile quarterback and they have a high total, especially in a good division, to be looking at the over there. And I do like Vic Fangio, so I think them hiring him as the defensive coordinator. Gives me some pause here, but I know there's some questions about the Miami offensive line. And when you combine that with Tua, seriously, if he gets a concussion, like what do they do about it this year? And not a mobile quarterback. Bills are scary. The Patriots defense is really good. I don't think the Patriots are going to be good, but if they stole, if they, if they beat Miami at least once, it's not surprising anyone. Miami's schedule is not super easy. Jets defense is really good. Like I could could see the Jets absolutely destroying the Miami offensive line. I don't know. It just gives me some pause. And in general, I want to bet on parity. So that's the only other, uh, I guess, preface to this conversation that generally I'm more inclined towards on a high total, taking the under on a low total, taking the over because parity in sports right now is just extremely high. So especially, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I I just don't. Give me the rebuttal to to the Dolphins. Why are you so high on them? What am I missing? 
Okay, well, I would say that your logic in terms of the over and like that is I I'm not playing their win total. The way that I'm playing the Dolphins is I have them to win the AFC at 16 to 1. And I would even consider I think the range of outcomes with this team is one of the widest in the NFL because the health of Tua. Um if who if Tua takes one bad hit, like his career could be over. Like we just may never see him again. Now, with that being said, if two is healthy, I have this as the eighth best roster in the NFL, the 10th best offense, the second best defense. I actually think their defense is really good. You mentioned the Vic Fangio thing. Love the David Long and Jalen Ramsey additions. I think it could be a top five secondary in the league. And like you said, I know Vic Fangio didn't really pay off as a head coach. I love him as a defensive mind. Really good pass rush too. So anyway, I think with the Dolphins, the way that you want to play it is like, I think this team has Super Bowl AFC winning upside. This could also go south for them very quickly, depending on the health of Tua. So the only play that I have on the Dolphins is 16 to one in the AFC. So that would that would be my that would be my case for the Dolphins is that on paper roster like when that offense was humming last year is there a better wide receiver duo in the league than than Waddle and Hill maybe I mean, this maybe is, the Eagles or Bengals can make a case but that offense I'm sort of contradicting myself because I've just said I'm not that high on the Dolphins I, one take I have is I legit don't know if you take any non-quarterback over Tyree Kill and I know that's great like Justin Jefferson but seriously the way Tyree Kill makes you defend every inch of the field is nuts it's it's he's been compared to Steph Curry that way and I think that's an apt comparison but I don't know man do you really you can you see Tua in an AFC championship game, like stepping up and making the throws he has to make. I don't, I'm just not sold on that. I mean, wouldn't we have probably had the same conversation about Jalen Hurts last year, though? I guess the At pushback Jaylen is Jalen Hurts can run more he than can, Tua. Yeah. And that offensive line is so no, much better. I mean, Philly. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I mean, it's not like Tua hasn't been in big games. I mean, I have, he came into like the biggest, the, the biggest game ever on the college football stage and perform pretty admirably. I, I it's 16 to one for a reason. Like I, I, for they're not my pick to come out of the AFC. I have two uh, bets to win the AFC. They're both in this division. The other one is the bills. So I think are going to win the super bowl this year, but, but, uh, but that would, that's my only play in the dolphins. I, I don't like playing the over in the win total for the reasons you mentioned. I think there's too much uncertainty from an injury standpoint. I would say that, for the AFC, their schedule, like four out of your last five are at home. The second half of the schedule, they could be playing a bunch of teams that may have already mailed it in. They've got like a really soft landing after that buy in that stretch after Thanksgiving. So I think for the AFC, their schedule is okay. But if I'm betting this team, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at the upside that I think this is. When healthy, a top 10 defense. I actually have their defense ranked second overall and a top 10 offense too, when healthy. So that's where I would go upside. What's your bills? Cause we got to do bills too. Cause I gotta, I gotta make the case, but you, you had a little bit of a 
a skeptical skeptical face when when I when I throw out Bills as my Super Bowl pick. No, no, no. I don't I don't have a lot of skepticism there in general. Unfortunately, I don't know, fortunately or unfortunately for the sake of a podcast. Like there's a lot of teams where I'm I'm like, yeah, I don't have a strong opinion. Like I think the market seems very reasonable to me. Bills, I don't have a strong opinion on. I think they're a really good team. I, I don't know why they sometimes don't get as much respect maybe in some of the conversations as they should, but I mean, Josh Allen's a beast. I think there's some injury risk there in the way he plays, but overall, like I, I think the bills are really good. I don't have a strong opinion on the bills. I'm, I'm probably so many of these teams. I'm kind of in wait and see mode. The jets are another example of that, where I was pretty ready to bet against them. And now I'm like kind of just waiting a little bit to see how it shakes out. But bills are similar, like 10 and a half, win total pretty heavy on the over it's like minus 160 on the over i I don't i'm not really inclined either way there to speak to what you're saying i think there's a bit of fatigue on this team because if you remember last year they were everyone's darling um and for a team that has really not changed much this offseason i feel like the perceptions changed a lot like i said they're the super hot pick to win the super bowl last year they were at times last year the shortest pick to win the AFC. Like they had shorter odds than the Chiefs to win the AFC for like a good portion of the early part of the season. Josh Allen was the MVP favorite until he had that elbow injury for a good portion of the season. And I guess you could say last year was a failure and they didn't make it past the division divisional round of the playoffs. So naturally a lot of people that were high on them last year have soured. That makes me like them more. Um, I, I just also like, you know, how different is it if this Hamlin thing doesn't happen and they go 14 and three and then they get the one seed and then they aren't having to have to play that tough divisional wild card game in round one against the Dolphins and then Cincinnati in the divisional round. I mean, the one seed, this is a whole other podcast, but I, they need to make it two or eight. Because the one seed is such an advantage in this format of the NFL now that the team that finishes second in the AFC is like likely going to be the second or third best team in the NFL. And they're going to have to play a wild card game against like the Dolphins, Jets, Browns, or Steelers. And I just, but anyway, point being, I don't think a lot's changed. With the Bills, you had that Von Miller injury, the Josh Allen elbow thing, which very much changed the way he played football in the second half. And I think that uh, they were just really unlucky as it pertained to injuries last year. I didn't even mention Hyde and Poyer. Like their entire safety tandem went down. Von Miller going down too. Tredavious White never comes back. They get all those guys back. They bring in Leonard Floyd. I love their pass rush. Ed Oliver, super solid. Greg Russo, Daquancha, all those guys. I can go on. Um, but I, I, I'm in, I'm in on these guys. So that's my, that's my bills take They're They're I've got them nine to one Super Bowl, five to one AFC. Any take on uh jets or jets or Patriots? Not too much. The jets kind of fit the criteria of a team that generally I'm trying to bet against that being said, maybe I'm being a bit of a fish uh, watching some hard knocks. I'm a little, hesitant to actually bet against them uh the defense is so strong mm-hmm. i just don't like the combination of a questionable offensive line and a quarterback that's not 
super mobile. That that always concerns me. And their win total is nine and a half. I just kind of want to ride this out and watch the Jets a little bit. Looks like they've got some improved weapons on offense. So I'm just going to wait and see there, but I'm skeptical. And then I'm not a Mac Jones guy at all. So yeah. uh, the defense, again, really good. But I don't like, I think it's a weird draft pick in this era. Out out on Mac Jones, but the market's kind of out on the Patriots too. So there's not really anything for me to do there. I've been fiddling around a little flirtation with the Jets to miss the playoffs at plus money. Now, as you mentioned, the combination of what are we getting with Aaron Rodgers potentially playing behind, honestly, the worst offensive line that he's played behind in in like years. Like a lot of those Packers teams had top 10, top, sometimes top five offensive lines in the league. I have this offensive line unit graded as 25th out of 32 teams. It's a bottom seven offensive line in the league for me. And I think their early schedule is really tough. I have them starting the year three and five. And I think they play really good football down the stretch and ultimately finish 10 and seven is where I have them. So no play on the win total. I do think they're a 10 and seven team. I don't think 10 and seven gets you into the playoffs in the AFC this year. And I guess so we can talk dependent about on the Dolphins, right? Well, it's that I'm high, uh, correct, highly dependent on the Dolphins. And we'll talk about the AFC North, which I think oh, yeah. AFC North stacked the AFC North stack. So if you're put it this way, if you're, if you think the jets are making the playoffs, you probably have to have positions against some combination of Steelers, Ravens, Dolphins, Chargers. Like you, you have to be out on at Browns. You have to be out on at least two or three of those Bills. teams. Bills, yeah, Broncos. Depending on how you feel about them. Um, so, I just I think with their schedule, I think the New York media could eat this team up pretty quickly, and then I I think there's actually some value on this going sideways quickly. Um, I'm with you on the Patriots. I have them at eight and nine, 16th overall for me, with a 12th overall defense and 27th offense. So, and a really good head coach still. But as you mentioned, no strong opinion on them. I think their win total is what, seven and a half? Seven and a half. Pretty heavily yeah. juiced on the under. Yeah, I'm good on that one. Okay. AFC North Cincinnati Bengals, Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland Browns. I think this is an amazing division, dude. I have every single one of these teams graded as a top 12 team in the NFL. I have the Ravens graded as fourth overall, the Bengals as sixth overall, the Browns as ninth, and the Steelers as 11th. And I can get into some of those reasons why I'm so high on these teams, but I I think there's a lot of talent in this division. Do you have any do you have any plays that you've made already? Dude, I mean, I totally agree. This is the division that I might be the most excited about. And yeah. I just can't wait for head-to-head matchups between so many of these teams. I'm so pumped. Like even the Steelers, not always the most exciting team, but they're super fun to watch, mm-hmm. at least for me on, on prime time. Um, I don't have any bets. The only one that I have noted that I have not taken, but I'm kind of interested in is the Browns to win the division at four to one. Haven't done it, 
but I guess I land a little bit on the skeptical side of, of Lamar sometimes and wouldn't be super scared about the Browns against the Ravens. Bengals are obviously super good. That's why they're the strong favorite to win the division. Don't think the Steelers, I mean, I think they're good and I respect Mike Tomlin, but I'd be surprised if they won the division and the Browns being because they finished. Yeah, they finished fourth in the division last year, which makes their schedule appreciably easier this year. It's a pretty easy schedule. I mean, it's not like, especially for the AFC. Yeah. But they get, yeah, like Cardinals at home. That should be a win. I mean, they get the Texans. They get, they've got a pretty easy schedule. I have it up now. I mean, it's not, it can't be super easy, right? Because they're playing all the AFC North teams. But overall, this schedule is not too bad. And I don't think it's crazy to think that they have more than a 20% chance of winning that division. It's, also, it's a stacked roster. Also, look at the quarterbacks that they play. Like, you look at the quarterbacks that they play. I hated their defensive coordinator last year. I think their defensive scheme will be vastly improved. Like what was on paper? You mentioned how good their roster is. I agree. Like I have this roster ninth overall, seventh offense, 10th defense. I'm probably kind of more of a Deshaun believer than most is maybe why I have the offense a little bit higher than most will. But like you look at this defense on paper, um, they got a lot of better players too. Like they improved a defense that was already really good. Zadarius Smith, Dalvin Tomlinson, Rodney McLeod, Juan Thornhill. Like they have a ton of D tackle depth. I have their offensive line as a top five offensive line in the league. I think they have a top two running back in the league. I think they have a quarterback that I don't have graded in the top 10 currently, but I think he's on the fringes of the top 10 with top five upside playing behind the, one of the best offensive lines in the league and with some really good weapons and with probably the best defense that he's ever played with in his career by a very healthy margin. I bet the fancy a really smart coach too. agreed. I bet them plus plus one fifteen to make the playoffs. I think it gives you a little leeway in that divisional race, even though you are getting much better odds. But I have the Bengals at 12 and five, the Ravens at 12 and five, the Browns at 11 and six, and the Steelers at 10 and seven. And the Steelers are going to miss out for me on a playoff spot. But I thought plus money on the Browns is probably where I'm going to go. The The win total is kind of high. It's like nine and a half, right? So that's yeah. why I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't play nine and a half. I, I do think though that because nine and a half, the way that I see it is, think they have to get to 11 to make the playoffs. And if I bet them maybe 10 and a half adjusted win total, maybe I get plus money on that. But I think they have to get to 11. I think they have to get to 11 wins and I think they will. So that's, that's kind of my only bet. So are you a little bit, you're a little bit lower on Lamar because the Ravens are like, I don't have any plays on them currently. They graded out as the fourth roster for me, despite me having them as like a, 15th defense. Um, I have some questions about their defense, but this is kind of like the one team I I'm kind of stuck on in terms of in terms of making any bets yet. Like on paper, there are a lot of things I like, but I haven't really been able I think they're a playoff team, but I haven't really been able to figure out how I want to utilize them. Yeah, I haven't taken any positions again in this 
division. So I don't feel like that strongly, but in general with Lamar, the downfield throwing, I always, always am nervous about. And I mean, he makes some fine throws, but he really can get off the mark. So, I mean, I respect the, the scrambling. Obviously, that's a huge thing for me. And I like to bet on mobile quarterbacks, but I just feel like they're getting a ton of respect. And you could sell me on the Browns at four to one. I think I would love for like some quarterback expert to talk about Deshaun Watson, or I'm sure they have, and I'd like to hear it. Like, what are they seeing? Why has he been off? Like, is this salvageable? But obviously, it wasn't too long ago. He's one of the top quarterbacks in the league. So if you combine that with a super strong roster, then and an easy schedule, I see a path to them winning the division. But it's not like this most anti-Ravens take because I do respect Harbaugh a lot. Um, I did this. It's kind of the division I'm staying away from. That like like I said, I only have three bets total that are firmly in. So I'm not gonna, you know, dig my heels in too much on any positions in this division. Yeah, I think that for Deshaun, that was like a pretty rough situation to walk into. Like one of those games was in pretty unplayable weather. I think you get him behind an offensive line now that's a hell of a lot better than any of those Texans offensive lines with some good weapons and kind of a year to get more acclimated playing behind this offensive line with these weapons. And I think we're going to see much different Deshaun Watson than the one that kind of came in midseason. Let me ask you this. Are the Bengals, Ravens, and maybe Browns are they in your Super Bowl window? Like if you're creating a list of teams that can win the Super Bowl, are do you have three teams in this division that can win the Super Bowl? Four? I'm all it's it's always scary to say no to that because then when a team wins and people can just dunk on you, but I mean you have to take position somewhere. Yeah. I I'm just like generally a little bit skeptical of the Ravens a little bit. And I don't think the Browns are are likely a, a Super Bowl winning team. I, there aren't that many teams that I think can legitimately win the Super Bowl. I mean, playing at Arrowhead is is really difficult. So, right. Uh, I guess I have a shorter list, but maybe I think the Ravens up. Sure, I'd give them a chance, maybe. And the Browns, I think it's very unlikely that they actually could win the Super Bowl, but. I think like Joe Burrow gets hurt or something, this division becomes up for grabs. Like that's that's where the four to one take is coming from. It's not coming from some super strong conviction that the Browns are going to be an unbelievable team this year and, and can win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think that like if our, you know, the Super Bowl window, it always feels like for me is heading into the season is always kind of at all times and then it shrinks a little bit as the season goes on. So it's like eight. It's like never more than eight or like this team can really win the Super Bowl. And even if you're putting it at eight, I st- I think the Ravens and the Bengals are in it. And I think the Bengals Steelers are clearly in it. The Bengals are clearly in it. And I think the Steelers are really frisky. I just I think it's a I think it's a tough break for them based on based on uh what their opponents are like in this division. Again, I have them eleventh overall an eighth in the AFC. So just based on rosters, when I did all of my roster grading, 13 of the top 16 teams, 13 of the top 16 best NFL rosters are in the AFC. I mean, the NFC is so depleted that it's crazy. That That's where like, generally I don't have as many opinions on AFC stuff. I think I'm more interested in some like flyers on NFC teams. Cause I we'll, we'll get to that, but we'll get there. 
yeah, I'm I'm mostly standing down on a lot of these teams. I kind of want to wait and see. The Browns are a little bit are interesting to me because I just think the roster is so strong. But no, no plays on any AFC teams at all. Let's talk your Colts, AFC South, um, Jaguars, Colts, Titans, and uh, Texans. Um, the Jaguars are the favorites to win this division at minus one fifty-five, and then you got Titans three to one, Colts plus five fifty, Texans ten to one. I actually have some win total plays in this division, but what? Where do? You, how do you see this one shaking out? Don't have any positions, though. I have some strong opinions, I guess, on the Colts because that's the team I follow the most. Really, the only team in professional sports that I actually care about. I'm. I want to look, and I probably will evaluate potentially taking the Jaguars to win the division, even though I don't love sometimes going with the favorite like that. But I do think minus one fifty five is intriguing. I don't. I'm really skeptical of the Titans, even though I think Mike Vrabel is a top five coach in the NFL. At least, in my opinion, he's one of the top five I would take. Um, the combination though of of Tannehill and arguably the worst offensive line in the NFL. I mean, it's going to be right up there as one of the worst in the NFL. Good to hear, because I have a pretty big position on their under 7.5 at plus money. I have a, I have a really hard time betting against Mike Vrabel. Like, there was a game last year, I think it was, uh, I believe it was Titans-Cowboys primetime in December where they covered and I had money on the Titans and it was a master class in coaching. Like, he gets the most out of them. Their defense is always physical. I, I just don't love betting against them, but I certainly would not take the over. I just think our division stinks. And as much as I love the Anthony Richardson draft pick, which would be happy if people want to clown me for that, I'll take the other side. I love the draft pick. Don't know that we're going to be good this year. And I think there's, it's within the range of outcomes that we're really bad. Like, this is a long term project. So, I don't think we're going to be good. Don't think the Titans are going to be good. And the Texans, I mean, they'll be better than last year, but that's not saying much. So as somebody who thinks Doug Peterson's a good coach and Trevor Lawrence is really good, like 60% chance of winning the of winning the division, like I'm I'm going to look pretty hard at that one. That's interesting to me. Just to give more credence to the Titans thing cuz I I I feel pretty confident about this one. Um, I have the Titans 24th overall. I have their offense as 29th, their defense is 23rd. That's the you outlined the concern already. It's Mike Vrabel. Um, I don't like this team on paper at all, but they're not tanking and they are in a weak division. And Vrabel seems to find a way to snatch victories, like kind of just from the jaws of defeat and overperform based on the talent level of his team. He's so good. You know, my thing with the over under at 7.5, I still think winning seven games with this roster would be overachieving in my opinion. Like this is a bottom eight roster in the NFL. It's a bad offense with a declining and injury prone quarterback. And the, I mean, it's just incredibly dependent on the production of one player in Derrick Henry who has a ton of mileage on him at this point. And if you start looking at how running backs start to perform when they have as many career carries as Derrick Henry, like the drop-off is often precipitous. Um, either they get hurt, they start to break down physically, which we even saw hints of last season, and their production just declines. And 
you look at some of like the yards before contact numbers on Henry last year, like I don't trust this offensive line at all. I don't think that their passing attack in this modern NFL is going to sniff the top 50 percentile in the league, even with DeAndre Hopkins. The Titans quarterbacks, hang on, I have this written down. They're pressured on over 25% of their dropbacks. That's second most in the NFL. That's not a recipe for success unless you have a really agile quarterback, um, which Ryan Tannehill is not. So it's a it's a it's a clear under for me. And you know, they go up against any team with an elite pass rush or any team with an elite quarterback because they have no secondary. Like I just I think they're screwed in a lot of these matchups. So I'm I'm pretty heavy on on under on the Titans. It's like a pretty strong position for me. Vrabel scares me though. You're right about him. Like that's the thing is it's like I'd tank if I had this roster and they are not going to tank. And they're playing the Colts twice and the Texans twice and they're playing the Buccaneers and they're playing uh, good front seven too. Like Jeffrey Simmons and Harold Landry. Those guys rule. That's why I'm just not doing that. But the biggest bet I made last year was the Texans under uh, or sorry, the Titans under uh, nine and a half wins, I think last year. Mm. And I mean, there's a big difference between nine and a half and seven and a half. I just don't want to bet against Rabel to eke out eight wins in a, a weak division, but I would not take the over. That is for sure. Does six and a half, I haven't bet this yet. I'm swimming around it. Does six and a half on the Texans feel high to you? I know it's juiced a little bit to the under, but man, doesn't the Texans getting to seven have to be close to their ceiling? Dude, I just think this it's just the really, division, right? It's just our divisions so... our divisions weak. I was listening I listened to the Atlantic football show, a decent sorry, the athletic football show a decent amount, and they're talking about how they think the there's a lot of talent on the defense. In the second half of the year last year, the Texans defense was actually pretty good. It'll be much improved. I'm just staying away from a lot of this because there's so much uncertainty for me with what the Colts, Titans, and the Texans are gonna be. That's where I'm inclined to look at the Jaguars winning the division. I just how how many times out of ten are the Jaguars not winning this division? I I, I mean I have them, put it this way. I have them as 14th overall in the NFL grade. Titans, Colts, and Texans are bottom eight for me. I have Titans 24th, Colts 27th, Texans 31st. So I mean, the Jaguars schedule is kind of hard, but I, that's why I'm, I, this is a year I'm staying away from a lot of AFC stuff. Like I would like to bet the Jaguars to win the division at minus 155, but right. They play at Buffalo. They play the Niners. They play, I mean, they play the Bengals. They play at Cleveland. They play Baltimore. Like it's not easy. So what happens if Trevor Lawrence gets hurt for a game or two? Like I, I just kind of want to pump the brakes on, most AFC stuff and, and wait it out, but it's an NFL futures show. So if I had to say something here, I would say Jaguars to win the division at minus 155. If Trevor Lawrence stays healthy, like that's a bet that could cash free pretty early. Because like when I went through the schedule and did like the most likely outcomes of like trying to predict what I thought these teams would end up at at the end of the season, I have the Jaguars at nine and eight, the Colts at six and 11, 
the Titans at five and 12 and the Texans at four and 13. So if we get anything close to that, which is assuming health, this is a runaway and the minus 155 looks pretty cheap. So, okay. Uh, what do we got next? The AFC West, which I have no plays in really, although there is one I'm circling. Chiefs are the favorite uh, at minus 180. Chargers 3 to 1. Broncos 6 to 1. Raiders are 17 to 1 to win the division. What are your thoughts on the AFC West? Feels a little bit worse than it was last year, but still pretty potent. The Broncos are just a complete mystery to me. Everyone talks about how like they could end up being good and that the win total is eight and a half, which seems a little high. I, I'm maybe I'm just gonna look stupid here, but I would like to see how good Sean Payton is. Everyone talks about him like he's the best coach to ever coach an NFL team. And I, I would need to refresh and and go back into some New Orleans Saints data, but I remember never having like the most favorable opinion of Sean Payton. I don't think he's, it's not like I think he's bad, but they're talking about him like he's Jesus and like the whole team is going to turn around. I know they've spent a lot of money in the offseason and there's some optimism around Denver, but I'm, I don't know, man. I'm skeptical of it. I used to love Russell Wilson as a quarterback. I, last year was really brutal. Maybe it was all coaching, but I just don't 100% get some of the optimism around. The Broncos and the Raiders stink. So seems like it's going to be a, a Chiefs and Chargers duel. But uh, do you have any optimism for the Broncos? I, I don't get the Broncos. Somebody needs to sell me on that. I can't sell you on that. I don't think they're a playoff team. I do have them 13th overall based on their roster. I do think that, that seems crazy to me. Well, I think a lot of it overall is I put coaching into that as well. So like they have the 15th offense, the 18th defense. The problem is, is like, you know, 13th overall by my rankings, it's the 10th best team in the AFC. Like I have them going nine and eight. That's two games out of a playoff spot in what I believe it's going to take. Like I have them. I don't think they're better than the Chargers. I don't think they're better than the Browns. I don't think they're better than obviously the Chiefs, but either of those two AFC North teams as well. They're like, I don't think they're better than the Steelers. Like I, I think the Steelers have a better chance of making the playoffs than the Broncos. If we're talking AFC wildcard that are kind of closer to the middle of the pack, the one bet I would make that I've been circling around in this division is six and a half on the Raiders feels high. I have them 28th overall, and that's even with a pretty decent offense. Like I think this defense is a sieve. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. You could sell me on that. I, the you being a little high on the Broncos, like I guess you'd lean over on the Broncos, and that what's their win total? What's their win total? It's not a it's not a play. Yeah, yeah. So my range of outcomes with them is over fifty percent of the time they're between nine and seven. They're between nine wins and seven wins. Yeah, I guess I just have to see it, and that's why I'm staying away from it. I'm really skeptical of the Broncos, Raiders. I think will stink. It's hard for me to get on a a low under like that, but if there was a team in the AFC to do it on, it'd probably be the Raiders. Uh haven't really looked at their schedule a ton, but they're going to stink. There's no like the Chiefs are not a team I'm going to have anything on prior to the season. But how bullish are you in terms of how bullish are you in terms of them going back to back? Chiefs? Yes. Pretty bullish. Pretty bullish. I yeah. But it's it's hard for me to bet on a team where like everyone kind of agrees that they're the, the best team in the NFL. But I also love the Chargers. And I think I hate the whole like social media quarterback with thing with Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert is so damn good. And I agree. I think the people are clowns who don't see it that way, frankly, but Chiefs minus 170 to win the division, like probably wouldn't do that. 11 and a half wins, high, like minus 150 on the over. Like I'm not touching anything. I'm really not touching anything in the AFC at all, but super optimistic about the Chiefs. I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes is the best player to ever play the position. Are the Chargers a, do you have the Chargers above the Dolphins and the Browns and the Jets? I don't. I don't even do like the, I didn't even fully rank all the teams. I don't do that. I, I'm truly just looking for a couple particular angles that I want to bet, and I don't go through the exercise of like power ranking them all before the season. Chargers above what? Who'd you say? Cleveland and Miami? Yeah, because I'm just trying to like the issue that I'm having with the Chargers is like I have them as a top ten team in the NFL, but you know, the seventh best team in the AFC, I think they're going to end up going like 10 and seven, which is 
ends up being seventh in the AFC and not making the playoffs. So they're kind of in that range for me, grade-wise, really close to the Browns and Dolphins. And I think those teams are really even for me. And I was curious if between the Browns and Dolphins and the Chargers, seems like you like the Chargers the most. Yeah, I would take the Chargers really well okay. before I would take the Dolphins to win the AFC. Interesting. Okay. I, if if I'm in a I big disagree. game and I get Justin Herbert or Tua, like it's just that's not close for me. Yeah, the Dolphins' defense is way better in my opinion, though. I mean that's that's fair, but I I'm still I, I it's close. Like overall, like the for me the the delta between those two teams, I and throw the Browns in there too. Like I, I think all those teams are in the 11 and six, 10 and seven ballpark. And I think that's kind of why the AFC becomes so tough yeah. is because you have, and I guess a lot of people like I have the jets. I think the jets are probably going to be in the 10 and seven ballpark too. That's why I think you're going to look at an AFC when we're all said and done where it's like, there's going to be teams that are going to finish 10 and seven, probably multiple teams and and not make the playoffs. Steelers, Chargers, Jets, Chargers. Dolphins, you're talking me Browns. into yeah. You're talking me into making a play on the Chargers. I am high Chargers. I think Kellen Moore, offensive coordinator, will be helpful. And being as bullish as I am on Justin Herbert, you might talk to me into some kind of play on the Chargers. I don't know that I'll take the win total over, but I will look nine at and it. A half. Is it nine yeah, and a half? Yeah, it's nine and a half. I think they get the ten, but. It's not as that's not a strong position for me. Okay, so what's your AFC title game? I mean, you you plot a lot of this stuff out more than I do. If I had to pick up the top mm-hmm. of my head, I mean, I go I would go Chiefs Bills, but how interesting is that? <laughs> I have I have Bills Dolphins. I'm gonna go a little bit off the grain here. Bills okay. Dolphins is my. I respect not taking the chalk. This is the thing yeah. though. It's like the NCAA tournament. I'm kind of annoying where I go a lot of one seeds like. Take a lot of chalk, but if it's versus the market, like I guess that that's a different question. Most yeah. likely outcome, I think, is Bills Chiefs. Totally, totally. Uh, but you know, we're I'm, we're podcasters here. I think the yeah. Dolphins have real. I think the Dolphins do have real upside. All right, I, well, we can do some kind of maybe we can do some kind of bet on like Chargers win total versus the Dolphins or something. <sighs> I don't not like the Chargers. Like that's the, that's the issue. I just have the Dolphins is like a little a graded just a touch higher than them. That's that's what makes it tough between the that's that's the issue with the AFC is it's like the top ten in the AFC are Chiefs, Bills. Sorry, yeah, Chiefs, Bills, Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins, Browns, Chargers, Steelers. Jets, Broncos, Jaguars. Like I said, those are, I have the Jaguars power ranked 14th of the top 14 teams in the NFL based on my power rankings. The only the Broncos over the Jags. Uh, yeah. By like on a neutral field, I have the Broncos as 0.75 favorites, 0.65 favorites. I think I like the Jaguars. It's close. Yeah, it's close. A lot of the def- the defensive stuff with the Jaguars, the offensive line. But um so again, like of my top 14 teams, 11 of them are in the AFC. It's just the in the top 14 from the NFC, it's the 
49ers, uh, Cowboys, and obviously the Eagles. So shall we hit a NFC? Let's go. Um, let's start NFC East. Eagles, Cowboys, um, Giants, Commanders. Uh, the Eagles are minus one fifteen. Cowboys plus one seventy five. Giants seven to one. Commanders thirteen to one. Any strong opinions here? I think this is similar to the Chiefs, the Eagles, where I'm like, yeah, really good, really good roster, and everyone's kind of on the same page. Like, I don't get as these aren't generally positions I take, so. I don't have any takes here other than I think Dable's an excellent coach, so I'm never really betting against the Giants. And I think the Cowboy hype train's always a little much, so I'm generally like pretty comfortable betting against the Cowboys, but I don't have any positions here. I don't like Ron Rivera either, so I, I guess you could talk me into some... But I'm not taking the Giants to win the division at eight, like no. plus 835, which where I have them. No, no, I don't have any strong opinions. What about you? Um, I'm probably higher on the Cowboys than you are. Um, I think there is some value on eh, value is a tricky word, but I do have them. I they are in my Super Bowl window in my in my eight. Um, have them as seventh overall. I think the biggest weakness to them that I am seeing is. Mike McCarthy kind of and I'm starting to feel like maybe the pendulum is swinging even a bit too far in him I don't think maybe as much as a detriment as others do but I will say this um the Cowboys on paper um they still have the best defensive player on earth I have this as a top five defense I'm talking about Mika Parsons um their offensive line is a true strength to me as well. I have their offensive line as six overall, interior offensive line, second overall. Their schedule is really not that bad. So there's one game where I can definitively say that there's they're going to be an underdog in. They've got maybe like six-ish coin flips and 10 games where they should win. Um, so let's say they split their coin flips maybe get upset once based on a scheduling spot kind of puts them like comfortably at 12 and five with room on both sides. But based on the weakness of the NFC, how low I am on Sam Howell and the commanders, um, their floor to me, like you start to get into those NFC teams, which we'll talk about that are going to be, end up being wildcard teams. Like, I, I feel pretty comfortable that the Cowboys are going to be a playoff team. Um, and again, I'm not playing their win total because, but I do think this is a team that's going to make some noise in the playoffs because even if the Eagles win the division, like I think the Eagles are built for the regular season. It's a high win total, but that is a team that is built to play with a lead. Um, they could go easily. I could easily see them going 13 and four, 14 and three again. Um, but if you think about the reason why I'm bullish on the Cowboys being able to maybe make it to the NFC title game or potentially the Super Bowl, um, they're going to play in the first round of the playoffs, even going on the road. It's going to be the winner of the NFC South, the NFC North. 
Um, they're going to play like the Panthers in the first round or the Vikings, maybe the best team that who's the best team for you between the NFC North and the NFC South. Is it the lions? We'll get there. I'm bearish on, on the, the lions. So me, me too. I'm bearish um, on the lions too. So it's like my point with the Cowboys long winded way of bringing the point home is that I think that I generally don't like making Super Bowl or win NFC title futures on teams that are not favored to win their own division and are going to have to go on the road. I think this is a unique case where yes, winning the division is in the range of outcomes for the Cowboys. And I think because of the weakness of the NFC, I just think their roster is so much more. There are three sure thing rosters in the NFC, the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Niners, and not even the Niners have a sure thing at the most important position in the NFL. So to me, I will say I'm pretty high on the Cowboys. Okay. No, no pushback. Um, again, like I said, I like to watch a lot before I, I even make like super strong uh, stances. So I'm fine with that. I don't, I won't, I don't anticipate having any action on the Cowboys this year, but um, not a division that I feel super strongly about in any direction. Um, let's go NFC North because this one talking. is this one's so wide open to me. So, FYI, um, I have the Vikings, Packers, and Lions. Um, those are all like pickums to me on neutral fields. Like, I have the Lions, Packers, and Vikings as seventeenth, eighteenth, nineteenth overall for me. Um. I just, and then I have the Bears as 25th overall. I have them a little bit worse, but the Lions are getting treated like the Lions are plus 145, Vikings plus 260, Packers plus 350, Bears plus 430. I think this one is way more wide open than the market believes. And, and I have a feeling you share a similar opinion. This is like the main division that I'm ready to take some stands on. I have very large bets on both the Lions win total under nine and a half and the okay. Bears over seven and a half. Okay, um, let's do, let's do the Bears because that's a team I do have a little bit. I, I think the Bears are the worst of the four, but not by much. This this for me is like much more of a macro bet, which is the way I tend to bet before season start anyway. And betting on parity betting on mobility at quarterback. The Bears have upgraded their roster. I'm a little less high on them than when I placed the bet because the offensive line's been a little banged up and hasn't like some I think Nate Davis hasn't even been practicing much. Like I was hoping for more continuity at the offensive line than it looks like we're going to get, but the Bears have a very easy schedule and I am a believer in Justin Fields. You give me a mobile quarterback with a much more He's got DJ Moore. He's got some more weapons on offense. I do think that coaching staff's pretty sharp, and the defense will be fine. I don't think it's an elite defense, but it'll be fine. Go, getting seven and a half wins. I think they are similar in quality to the Lions. They're a little worse than the Lions, in my opinion. And them being separated by two full games when the Lions mm. have a much harder schedule is just a little out of whack to me. So I've got the Bears over and the Lions under, and... They're highly correlated. And when those teams play, I need the Bears to win, but let's do it. You you can't convince me that Jared got off on a $20 million contract on a team that has no secondary. Like 
I don't think that's a recipe for success in the modern NFL. So I could be wrong about that. And their coaching staff's very smart, have a lot of respect for the Lions coaching staff, but I feel pretty confident letting this one ride out on the under on the nine and a half wins. Would you say that you like, I think it's numbers-based, so you like the value on the Bears' win totals, but do you think like in a vacuum, you like the Bears more than you like the Packers and the Vikings? Uh, Don't know that I like the Bears as a team more than the Vikings, even though the Vikings are super weird for me because they were such frauds last year. Yeah, their defense is terrible, but their offense is good. Yeah, and they've upgraded. And I, I know that GM's really smart, I just don't want to take a stand either way because everyone knew they were frauds last year. Like even they've alluded to like the Vikings knew that they weren't a great team last year. So I don't really want to take a stand there, but I do think the bears, I I think there's, it's well within the range of outcomes that they win nine games and they don't even have to beat that many good teams to do it. Can I give you my Packers case? Cause I, uh, I have a pretty strong position on Packers NFC North winner at four to one and Packers to make the playoffs at plus. Sure. I'm fine. You can give me the case. I'm pretty receptive to it because I don't have a strong opinion on Jordan love. I've only watched him a couple of times and he's been bad. So if you can sell me that he's maybe not that bad, then you can sell me. Um, I don't know if he's maybe not that bad. I think it's impossible for anyone to know definitively how good he is based on the sample size that We've seen with them, but I will say this about the Packers. Um, I think it's the best defense in the NFC North, and I don't think it's that close. Um, they've got a they did get like a lot of capital for Aaron Rodgers, and they have some good young players, top seven offensive line in football. They've got some death. They've got a really good running back tandem in Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Um, I I think they're like kind of building the right concept of an offense with a lot of upside if if Jordan Love can give you can give you anything Jaden Reed I think might be really something at receiver and then it's the schedule you run through the schedule it's a lot of bad quarterbacks it's like eight games where you have a big strength against another team's weakness because I think the Packers secondary is good um this secondary I think sets up really well against a lot of the opposing offenses that they play Soft, gentle handshake to start. Like the best quarterback that. Hey, hey, they're at the Bears to start. Yeah. Do you think like the best? So is the best quarterback that they play in the first half of the season Justin Fields? Because if it's not Justin Fields, it's Jared Goff. There's quite a bit. That's the best quarterback that they play. I mean, it's like you look at their quarterbacks that they play. It's like, is it Derek Carr? Is it like they're, they're. their quarterbacks, do they play Kirk Cousins in the first eight? Thought they yeah. I thought their Vikings were a little bit later. Um, no, they do. I know they have. So week three is the big one. I think if they can beat New Orleans at home, I think you're going to start to see some of those division prices drop because Las Vegas, they should handle in week five. Atlanta, I'm lower on than market, um, even though that specific matchup might be a little tight. But Unless you think Jordan Love is terrible, which I don't know how anyone can legitimately hold that position based on how little we've seen out of him. Um, Green Bay, historically, like generally, like a pretty good evaluator of talent, and they are just handing him the keys. Um, I don't know if he's going to be amazing, but the likelihood of him being a replacement level quarterback is 
pretty high to me. And if Love is a replacement level quarterback, their path to, I mean, I think there's going to be teams in the NFC that make the playoffs at eight and nine, maybe multiple. So there could be, uh, again, part of what you're hitting on is like, I don't try to make those determinations. Like, do I think Jordan Love is good or not? When we don't, when we have so much incomplete information, like all these teams, I see all these offensive line power rankings and stuff and I pay attention to them. But at the same time, there's so much uncertainty. And so what I'm betting on here is sort of trends and overarching themes that I'm confident in, which is, I think this is going to be a big year for if you don't have mobility at quarterback, it's really going to be exposed. I think last year was already an example of that. And so I'm just comfortable taking the over on the bears and the under on the lions. I don't have a strong opinion on the Packers or the Vikings. I have some skepticism around Jordan love, but again, tiny sample size and the people in the building know way more than I do. So not going to take a strong position there, but I feel really good about the lions under. I feel better about that than I feel about the bears over and I felt equal about them a couple of weeks ago, and now I feel more strongly about the Lions under. Um, the NFC South, do you think that one is as wide open as the North? Because on based on the odds, it's... I mean, the Bucks are really lagging, but you look at the NFC South, it's Saints plus 130, Falcons plus 210, Panthers plus 360, Bucks plus 750. Um, where, I mean, who wins this division? The only strong opinion I have is that I think the Bucks might have like some serious falling apart potential. Mm-hmm. I'm, Could I'm be a never fire betting. sale. Yeah, I'm never betting on a, a Baker Mayfield team. And I, again, these are professional coaches who spend a lot of time working their way up through the ranks. So I think it's a little offensive for me to go after some of their intelligence. But I legitimately think Todd Bowles is an idiot. And that's the only coach in the NFL that I will like dig my heels in. I I think he's an awful, awful coach. And they're already dealing with some injuries this year on offense. Like Ryan Jensen careers over Russell Gage just went out. I think this Buccaneers team might like really stink. And I have a pretty big bet on uh, their win total under six and a half games. Don't have super strong opinions on the rest of the division, other than some skepticism about Bryce young and his size uh, some people really like the Falcons. Some smart people I, seem to think they're going to be good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't feel one way or another about them or the Saints. I hated the Saints last year. This division is just gross. So no strong opinion, other than thinking the Buccaneers might like, truly be an awful football team this year. So you're probably more of a college guy than me. Don't know. No, about that. I'm not a big college guy at all. I watch it a little bit, not a ton. So you are are you in a vacuum long term? You're you're pretty much higher on Richards taking bias out of it. Of the Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Richardson group is where does Bryce Young go for you? Because to me, I, I actually I like the Panthers the most in this division personally, but a lot of that is dependent on how you feel about what you're getting in the quarterback position. I think the Panthers coaching staff's really smart. Have a lot of respect for Frank Reich, former Colts coach. Don't think he did an amazing job, but he had a, a tough hand there. I like Frank Reich a lot, and people have spoken very highly of the staff that he's already assembled. Uh, but to answer your original question, like no bias, truly, I would take Anthony Richardson first in that draft. I have zero doubt in my mind that he was the 
the best quarterback to draft given his upside. And I don't even like when people talk about like, oh, he's got the highest upside, but a low floor. I think when you're that athletic, you have a high floor too. So I hate when people just do the ceiling argument. I think his floor is higher too. Yeah. And he just turned 21. So, I mean, Anthony Richardson's younger than like the vast majority of players playing college fo- playing college football. Like you give him a couple of years and we'll see. So I, I don't know if Bryce Young or Anthony Richardson will play better this year, but long-term, I don't think it's close. I'd much rather have Anthony Richardson. He's huge. Anthony Richardson's huge. And yeah, extremely athletic, super quick. Bryce Young, like everyone who sees him in person talks about like going to the training camp and being like, dude, he is really small. So we'll see that offensive line got torn apart by the jets in the preseason game. I'm not like bearish on the Panthers necessarily relative to the market, but I wouldn't be betting on them either. I'm just betting against the bucks. Yeah. I mean, my rebuttal to that would be the schedule. Um, and the defense, the defense is really, really good. Every single starter on that defense I have above full or a replacement level. Brian Burns, Brown, Chin, Dante Jackson, JC Horn. Those guys are all excellent. Um, very sound, good defense on paper. Top 12 defense in the league. I think that defense is going to keep you in a lot of games. And then look at who the Panthers play this year. They have 10 games against... Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield, Desmond Ritter, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and Jordan Love. The Panthers all season play two top 10 quarterbacks against a really good defense. So the best quarterback that the Panthers play all season, tell me if you have pushback to this, is Trevor Lawrence. Do they play, do the Panthers play a better quarterback all year than Trevor Lawrence? Dak? I like Trevor more than Dak. I like Trevor more than Dak. That's not close for me. I mean, Kirk, Kirk Cousins. I like Trevor more than Kirk Cousins. No, I think Geno Smith's like, there's some optimism around Geno Smith. I wouldn't put him above Trevor Lawrence though. So no, their schedule is easy. Most NFC teams schedule is easy. Like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I I don't, I'm not taking an anti Panthers position here. Again, I don't take that many preseason positions other than I think the Buccaneers are going to really stink. And I respect the Panthers coaching staff enough that if you're really high on their defense, I don't think it's crazy to take over seven and a half wins. I bet them to make the playoffs plus two Oh five and NFC South five to one. They could win like 11 games this season, just based on the schedule. And I think that this is pretty gonna good. Be, this is going to be a top five defense statistically by the end of the season, just because of the schedule they play. Um, I really believe that they're going to be slight, dogs or slight favorites in maybe 13 at like outside of Miami, Miami, Dallas, and Jacksonville. I see a lot of coin flips. I think it gets to push back. If I were going to push back at all, I don't know exactly how bad that offensive line is. That's where I'll rely on some other experts and I shouldn't say other experts experts. Cause I don't consider myself one experts to to make the determination how good that offensive line is you this could be like the the andrew luck justin fields thing where rookie quarterback behind a a bad offensive line just gets pummeled and you start worrying about bryce young's health like that is my concern but i'm not going to be taking an anti-panthers position i'm just not taking a pro panthers position either 
Yeah. They did win seven last year with Darnold, PJ Walker, and Baker Mayfield and Jacob Eason. So maybe if Bryce Young's a little bit better than that, they can get to eight, which is kind of all I'm asking for them. Um, okay. Last division, uh, 49ers, Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals, Niners, pretty overwhelming favorites, minus 165. Seahawks, two to one. Rams, 10 to one. Cardinals, 27 to are the Cardinals really are 27 to one to win this division? Jesus Christ. I'm 30 to one. Yeah. Um, I don't really have any plays other than I'm curious, like if the Niners are, I'm just always curious to get every smart person's opinion on the Niners quarterback position versus scheme and like how that, how that's going to play out. Cause I kind of keep going back and forth on this one. I think they have the best defense in the league and I have some questions about the offense. The only real take I guess I have about about this division, I mean, the Rams, people are talking about how their defense is like historically bad. So Mm -hmm. that's got some wheels falling off potential and the Cardinals are going to be awful. I'm pretty interested maybe, maybe in a Seahawks like to win the NFC. I think I have them at somewhere on 16 to one. Are they they your, they're your Dolphins maybe. That's your... I'd rather be taking a flyer on the NFC on than the NFC. NFC. So time. I think I don't think they're actually sixteen to one. I think they're closer to, to twelve to thirteen to one. But that's more interesting to me, I guess, than being high on the Niners when everyone else is. Like I don't. I have so much respect for Shanahan and that roster stacked. Agree on Purdy. Like I'm not interested in a team that he's quarterbacking. But I think the Niners are very good. So I wouldn't take the over ten and a half wins minus 150 like that feels like a reach for me uh i think you could talk me into the seahawks to win the division at plus like 220 some some sharp people think that geno smith's good he's mobile the offensive line is going to be much improved and the receivers are really good so offensively they could be a strong team and if the wheels fall off a little bit for the niners like they might the seahawks might coast but the other side of that is Niners are really good, and I just watched the Niners destroy the Seahawks in the playoffs. And it's hard to be like, oh, yeah, 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 they're going to be better than the Niners this year. So uh, if I had to pick anything, I would take Seahawks plus 220 to win the division or Seahawks on like a flyer to win the NFC. Well, if you play this out in terms of like kind of the same reasons why I like the Cowboys, are the, is there anyone better in the NFC? Like, are the Seahawks? the fourth best team in the NFC. Like, is there anyone better than them outside of the 49ers Cowboys? And, um, you don't like the Seahawks more than the Cowboys. Do you? No, but I don't have, no, I don't. So what this, what's going to happen with the Seahawks is the same thing. That's going to happen with the Cowboys is that even though they're going to get a wild card, probably, I mean, it it is it. I have it in their range of outcomes that they could win the division, but let's say the most likely outcome is that they finish somewhere like nine and eight, ten and seven, which will be good enough to make the playoffs in the NFC. They're going to be playing the winner of the NFC North or the NFC South, which is going to be Bears, Falcons, Saints. Like that's a winnable road playoff game. Like they're going to be better. They may be favorites on the road. 
in their wildcard playoff game. And like that's why I that's why I'm okay on flyers on the Seahawks and the Cowboys in the NFC because of the weakness of what two of the division winners are going to be, if that makes sense. It does make sense. I think just generally Cowboys for me have a little bit, I don't get too much into the public. Like what's the public on, but I do think the, the the Cowboys hype train just gets a little bit. So is that a, cause, cause I'll be honest. I don't pay attention to any of that shit. Like at all. I don't like, I don't really listen to many football podcasts. I don't really follow that many like football people on Twitter. Um, I kind of trust my numbers to a fault. Um, who's like the buzzy team? Like, is it Cowboys? Like, who's everyone picking? Don't understand that one. one. Yeah, Lions. Like, Lions are are kind of the buzzy. Like, like to win the division, or like the Lions are like a trendy Super Bowl pick. I don't know. I think there's just generally optimism around the Lions. I haven't heard too many people say they think they're going to win the Super Bowl, but uh, I'm not. I'm probably not as plugged into some of that talk either but i guess my, my point would be like okay i have on one of my books i have the seahawks at 14 to 1 to win the nfc mm-hmm. versus the cowboys are like six to one and and for me that's not a hard decision like i yeah. would much rather have the seahawks at 14 to 1 than the cowboys at six to one like i i really don't like betting on the cowboys to actually win it so who do you think comes out of the nfc if you're, you know, we can probably agree the Eagles are the most likely outcome. Yeah. They're my number one over overall ranked team. Um, based on my bets, um, I'm taking the Cowboys over the Eagles in the NFC title game. And my Super Bowl is Bills Cowboys. I mean, again, like if you're just asking me what I think the most likely outcome is, it's, it's Niners Eagles. or Eagles. Eagles. Right. But of any of these, like against the market. Yeah. Since I want to be high mobility and have some respect for some of the things I've heard around Seahawks and a potentially improved offensive line. I I don't think it's crazy to take a flyer on them at 14 to one. I'm not taking flyers on the AFC, but I may dabble with the Seahawks future. I don't know if I will or not, but I'm much more interested in that than a lot of other teams to win the NFC. Who did you say in the AFC? Um, I mean, I said Chiefs Bills, but like that's, I'm not going out on a limb. This isn't against, if you're saying where you like higher or lower than the market, which I think is probably the, I guess, a more compelling answer for me to give, it wouldn't be Chiefs Bills, but most likely outcome Chiefs Bills. Seahawks is your, Seahawks is kind of your, Seahawks, the way you feel about the Seahawks I, is is how I feel about the Dolphins this year. I think that's 16 to 1. Yeah, I guess that's how I feel about the Chargers. Yeah, what's the Chargers to win the AFC though? That's probably got to be closer to that's probably got to be closer to eight to one, nine to one. I would imagine. Let me see. It's the twelve on one it's, book. It's not bad. Uh, I'm still not as interested in a flyer in the AFC. Ten on another teams. one, and then I have eleven here. So to give some credence to your Chargers, the numbers are actually. A little bit better than actually on this book, the Dolphins and the Chargers are both eleven. Um I got the Dolphins one, at I think. sixteen. Yeah, that's the best I have. Did I say twelve? Uh you said twelve, yeah. 
The best I have is 12. Okay, sir. Um, that will finish all of our divisions. So your is your strongest win total under Lions? Nine yeah, nine. and it was tied with the Bears over, but at this point, some of the injuries that are coming, some of the things at least that people have reported out of Chicago, I think I feel as good about the Buccaneers under as I do about the Lions under, and then I feel pretty good about the Bears over as well. Yeah. How about you? I, my strongest are Titans under seven and a half, and then the division and make playoffs on Panthers and Packers. I think those are the teams that win their divisions in the NFC. NFC North Packers four to one make playoffs plus one eighty, and um, Panthers to make the playoffs plus two hundred five. They're going to go eight and nine and make the playoffs, and then NFC South five to one. That schedule with Carolina, I'm telling you, it's it's a joke. Um, Can I throw two other bets at you? Yeah, just I haven't taken either of these, but I'm just interested in people's opinions. I kind of like some of the award stuff, and I generally don't want to go with front runners. Me too. Even though, shout out Caleb Williams, hit a big Heisman bet last year for me. Mahomes, you can sell me on Mahomes at 6-1 to one to win the MVP. And I don't even think it's that hard to build the case that playing behind a good offensive line, the best player to ever play the position in his prime, when they're going to be one of the best teams in the AFC wins it like one in four times, like one in three times. I don't think is a hard argument to make. I don't love that he won it last year and and going back to back. Sometimes you get like the voter fatigue, but plenty of people have won back to back. Brett Favre won three times in a row. Aaron Rodgers did 2021, right? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers back to back. Yeah. Recently. So that doesn't Um, scare me as much as like an NBA MVP, but uh, I guess the, the strength of the AFC is probably the best counter argument here. But what do you think of, Mahomes six to one. That's higher than I would expect. The my counter to that is, um, I'm pretty high on Josh Allen, man. I mean, this guy. Maybe there's 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 probably a little bias starting to creep in with with his good standing at Oak Hill, but this guy's out there every single week. It, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, he's out there in the pouring rain just dropping birdies on the East course. And it's a man. That's why that, he's going to win MVP. That's why he's going to win. <laughs> no, there's he's, um, I think that his stats around, this was the MVP front runner over Mahomes for a while until that elbow thing happened. And once the elbow thing happened, like his mid to short throw consistency was like really questionable. Like he would miss like a lot of, really easy middle of the field, like short crossing routes um, that I think is going to be a lot better this year. So they don't have Allen lower than Mahomes, right? Allen's no, 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 eight no. to one, 10 to one, eight to one on that, yeah. on that book. So yeah. Who's the favorite Mahomes? Oh, they don't have, isn't wouldn't, isn't a Hertz is in that ballpark too. No, he's, 11 here. I mean, I have to check. I've, I have a few different ones, but uh, Burrow is actually pretty close on one. Yeah, Burrow's somewhere in like the six to eight range as well. Yeah. Um, I like Mahomes more than Burrow, and I like Allen more than Mahomes. 
Uh, I always get worried about Josh Allen getting hurt. Yeah, it's in play. You you have you have more concerns about Josh Allen's injury uh, than Mahomes. Yeah, Allen's just the, I mean he he takes he a takes lot a more lot more hits. hits. Yeah, he takes a lot. Only more. other pick I had. This is a crazy one that I. It's just a fun one. Probably too far out of left field. Probably wouldn't actually place it, but MVP always goes to a quarterback. What if it doesn't this year? And NFC is just so bad that something fluky could maybe happen. Gino. What do you think of like a, a Justin Jefferson at like a hundred to one MVP? I just don't. I just think you play that offensive player of the year, right? Like I just I don't think it's gonna. I think they're locked and loaded with the quarterback. I'll tell you what. I would rather like. What's more likely to me is a team like the Seahawks or the Dolphins just goes nuts and they give the MVP to that quarterback that because you have to think the what has to happen for Justin Jefferson to not to get it right is, I, I, I see does, where you're going does it there if Justin Jefferson gets it like you have to imagine there's an injury to one of the quarterbacks of the teams that go 14 and three. If the Vikings play really well, it's going to Kirk. If the Vikings, I don't know. Kirk, I, I don't think it has to go to Kirk cousins. In no, that, in I, that you could be right. I, I, I agree that's, with you there. That's the I only thing that, there. Yeah. I'm generally with you, right? Like if it's going to go to Travis Kelsey, it'd probably go to Mahomes. Like I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I think there's a world where Jefferson puts up like video game numbers, especially given how weak the NFC is. And it's like, all right, we go with something different this year, and it's always been a quarterback, but like this year it's a receiver at a hundred to one. I don't think is is a crazy argument. I don't know that it happens more than one percent of the time, though. Yeah, Jefferson's a Jefferson's an absolute beast. Um, all right. Speaking of Jefferson, I gotta head out to uh, a fantasy draft. But uh, what do you got going on this fall? What are you guys doing fried egg wise and and newsletter stuff? Are you kind of taking a taking a little bit of a back seat? A much needed break, or what? Do, what do you guys got humming up this fall? I have to figure out exactly what my content schedule will look like. I mean, I'll be doing a lot of optimal approach golf work and some mm-hmm. off-season work for players. Um, have a pod, I think, coming out tomorrow with the Friday on the a full Ryder Cup debrief, and I plan to do. You guys gonna hit? Ryder just, Cup. You guys gonna hit JT on that one? It's discussed. Um, okay. I think this is something you probably agree with, but I think Russell Hanley just wasn't discussed enough. And that is something that I hammer home. That Dude, I big time. I For people yes, saying that yes, Keegan yes, Bradley yes. got snubbed, I think Russell Hanley had a much stronger case than Keegan Bradley did. So, Ooh, that's pretty spicy. I liked both. I don't think it's spicy. Um, Statistically, Henley probably has a better case. Like if you want to just do pure strokes gain data golf, like I tweeted this out, but Henley is... I believe one of five Americans, if you go through true strokes gained over the last six, three, 12, and 24, the five Americans that have been a top 12 American. So basically, anytime you want, any time frame you want to look at dating back to whistling, like if you want to be like, I think Ryder Cup should be based on your body of work for two years, I think Ryder Cup should be about recent form. The five guys, it's like Morikawa, Scheffler, Cantlay, Xander, Henley. That any time frame you look at, he's one of the twelve best Americans. I made this case. I did a full pot. I'm I'm with you on on Henley. You don't have to you don't have to sell me on that. I just liked Keegan too. I I I just 
I think that guy would throw Rory into the fucking Trevi Fountain if he had to. I just think that no one on Europe wants to see that guy. I think he'd step in front of moving traffic and fucking Via del Corso and just I, I love that guy. But anyway, that's I don't a know. Pod. I, they each played in Henley played in 14 designated events, finished in the top 20 and nine of them, finished fourth at the Masters, 14th at the US Open. Keegan played in 15 designated events, finished top 20 in three of them. He won the Travelers, which gives him a ton of Ryder Cup points because it's based on money. And then otherwise made two cuts in majors. Best finish was a, a T23. I, I think Russell Henley had a much stronger case. Would you have uh, Henley above Burns? I would. I, I agreed with four of the picks and then I would take Cam Young, no doubter, and <laughs> Henley too. over JT and uh, Sam Burns. I would have taken Cam Young Henley and Keegan over JT and Sam Burns. I would take in all three of those guys over those two. Agree. I think we're probably on an island with that one. Um, all right. Anyway, Joseph, it was good to see you as always, my friend. And we'll do it again soon, buddy. All right. That is it for the podcast. Special thanks to rickrungood.com. Special thanks to Joseph Lamagna. One more reminder, head on over to shipitnation.com, promo code Andy for all of my NFL content this season and a chance to win more free money. Just send me the screenshot typing in that code. This is the best price ever to get all of my futures bets before the season starts. Price is going up on September 11th. So now is the time to do that. And we will be back on this podcast feed next week for the, uh, for the Fortnite championship. So enjoy the football this weekend and we will see you next time. Cheers. If I ventured in the slipstream Between the viaducts of your dream Where my world steel rims crack And the dead in the back road stop Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.